Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Nina. And you're listening to Slice Slice of Murder. Murder. Slice of Murder. This is episode 15, I think. Is it? No, I think it's 13. No, 13 was Taylor Swift Day. Oh, yeah, it is 15. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So, should we start off with some roses and thorns? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. My thorn is surprise. And then I see what looks like a screw. And it was a screw. And it was a screw. I was like, where did that come from? She was so surprised. Yeah. So a I know too, what she's trying to do. A little too surprised. <laughs> yeah, so I think she was trying to murder me. So now you know. Yeah. So that was your thorn. Yeah. Oh, and my rose, I almost <laughs> forgot. My rose is that I went to a hockey game this weekend. Your first one ever? Yeah, my first one ever. That is so funny because it's all and I were just talking about going to a hockey game. Really? Yeah, and my boyfriend doesn't even listen to this podcast because he sucks, <laughs> so we don't even have to worry about that, but we were just talking about maybe if we should surprise, if like I should surprise him by getting him hockey game, hockey game <gasps> tickets. You should. Cause, oh, because he's coming. Yeah, this, in a few weeks. So I was like, that'd be fun. Or maybe not like this time, but like next time, you know? Because mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, I love hockey games and I feel like he likes them too. Wait, there's one on. Should we say we famous when we're gonna go? <laughs> um, why we're famous? There's one on the what? On December twentieth, but it's like the Anaheim oh, the Ducks Tuesday. versus yeah, and I yeah. actually I want to go to that one. Tuesday, yeah, we were looking at that one. I mean, Michael will be there. Michael will be here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. It's a really fun sport to watch. Yeah. My little brother's played hockey for a while, so... Mm-hmm. So you got I to feel like the we, games. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, I didn't really go to a lot of their games. My brothers make fun of me because they're like, the only game they came to was Big John's Big Game, which is when they were like three years old. <laughs> three? That's the only one you went to? You're a terrible sister. But I like hockey in general. But just not their games. <laughs> um, Alright, so... I guess my rose and thorn is that Lauren is that the our washing machine is broken. <gasps> oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was gonna be my <laughs> other thorn. Our washing machine is broken and it's just filling up with water and it's not washing anything and it's been broken since like Saturday and they're not gonna come no, fix it. Friday. Until, it's been broken since like Friday and they're not gonna fit, come fix it until this Friday. And I feel like we all do our. Our laundry on the weekend. Yeah. Like, I was literally about to put a load of laundry on Friday. Yeah. When I noticed it sells clothes was, like, not turning. Like, there's, like, a like, puddle yeah. of water. Yeah. And there's still, like, a puddle of water in there because I checked. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, it's still not working. Yeah, so that's my thorn because now I just have a mountain of clothes in my closet. Me, too. That's like, why I left the other one downstairs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. It sounds like we're going to go to school with flies on ourselves because we're, like, <laughs> that's really funny (laughs) i know i'm like i'm like pulling things out of my closet that i haven't worn in years literally i never i don't think i've worn this sweater i was gonna say (laughs) the sweater i've never seen i literally haven't worn this sweater in like 
ages. Like, like I literally went through it away this weekend because I haven't worn it in so long. And then I was like, mm, well, the washer's broken. So who yeah, knows? That's an excuse. Yeah. And, and then I got your rose. My, my rose is that um, I just started watching Wednesday on Netflix and it's really good. It's so good. Yeah, I really like it. But I'm only halfway through it. I just watched the dance episode. I don't tell because I'm only on episode three. Oh, okay. So then I'm only one ahead of you. Yeah, it's really oh, good. Oh, that's four? Yeah. It's yeah. good. I really like it. So I feel like I haven't had a TV show that I like in a, while, a long time because I really don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. So it's it was nice to like, I don't know, find a television show that I watch that mm-hmm. I really like. Yeah, and I just want to say that I was early on this trend. You really were. I was literally Wednesday at Adams for Halloween. You for really school. were. And then some kids are like, Miss, did you know there's a new show coming out with Wednesday Adams? I'm like, yeah, totally. I knew that. <laughs> and, that's like, and that's like a really big thing. Yeah, it was, it really broke the record for most like streams in a week. Like it broke like the that's Stranger crazy. Things record, like season what? four. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to the hair, I'm going to, the next time I go to my hairstylist, I'm going to ask her to like cut my bangs. Like, you know how she has, like, yeah, like, you know how she has, like, longer pieces down the side? Oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I'm gonna ask her to cut it like that. Yeah. So, that's my new inspiration. (laughs) All right. Oh, next we have to rate our treat. I give it an 11 out of 10. That was really good. It was a cookie. It's like a (laughs) pre-made cookie dough from Trader Joe's if you've had them. Really good. Yeah. They're my favorite that I don't have to make. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty delicious. And I give it a 9 out of 10. (laughs) Okay, now let's get on with this today's story. So today's story is about um, Teresita. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. (laughs) Okay, today's episode is about Teresita Basa. She... Okay, I'll just read you the synopsis. <laughs> She's a 47-year-old um, Philippine woman who was brutally murdered in her apartment. Many believe she rose from her grave to solve her own murder. Wow. So it's actually like a paranormal one, too. Cool. I love that. If you believe in paranormal. I do. And then there's also like what other people believe who mm-hmm. don't believe in paranormal. Mm-hmm. So wow, this seems really cool. Yeah. I don't even know how I found this case. Sometimes you just go down, like, the rabbit hole and then... Or, like, on blogs. Of, yeah. Like, when I read, like, oh, like, unsolved murders mm-hmm. or, like, things like that. I feel like that's yeah. where I found it. Yeah. Um. So, background. Teresita was born in the Philippines in 1929 and moved to the U.S. in the 1960s after she graduated from Assumption College in Manila. Okay. Um, this was a Catholic college, and she later switched career paths and became a respiratory therapist at Edgewater Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I had to look up exactly, like, what they did. Uh, they're basically, like, specialists, like, what it sounds like, mm-hmm. including, like, cardiology, pulmonology, and sleep therapy. So they're clinicians and trained in advanced airway management, establishing and maintaining, like, airway during management of, like, any trauma mm-hmm. or intensive care. Mm-hmm. That's, like, very specific. Yeah. Like, like job title. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, so she was known as a respectful woman who was very committed to her career. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of noises going on in the background right now. I just hear a vacuum. <laughs> there's like a lot of big thumps, so. <laughs> it's just my roommate over there. Um, she was. So she was known as a respectful woman who was very committed to her career. She was also known as reliable, quiet, and more reserved by her friends. She was a very devout Catholic and grew up in a wealthy family in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And she was going back to school for her doctorate in music at Indiana University. Wow. Yeah. That's that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, it seems like she has a lot of different interests, you know? Yeah. Like, she really like loves music uh-huh. and I feel like she she switched up her career path because mm-hmm. that was her other major was music. music yeah but then like she was still able to do right like music either mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and she taught piano lessons in her apartment as well oh cool um Teresita seemed to live what seemed to be a very average life and she would be the last person that you would expect to be uh, a part of this violent crime so in the evening of February 21st, 1977, neighbors of Teresita called the building janitor when they smelled smoke. Um, and then she lived in a 15th floor Chicago high-rise, mm-hmm. so it's like apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And so the neighbors were smelling smoke, and originally they were not able to pinpoint the origin of the fire, like they weren't able to see where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And the concerned janitor just started evacuating everyone, and he called the firefighters. And when the firefighters arrived, they located the source of the fire, which was Teresita's apartment. Uh, Firefighters arrived at the scene, and the source of the fire was coming from the middle of the living room floor. Um, There was, like, a pile of something, which seemed to be, like, fabric. Mm -hmm. And then once they were able to put the fire out... Um, They discovered a mattress. The mattress was slanted, indicating that there was something underneath. They moved the mattress to understand where the fire was coming from, and then they found a naked woman lying with her legs spread and a butcher knife plunged deep into her chest. That is so scary to find. I know, and it's just like, it's interesting that she was under the mattress. Right. Like, they're almost trying to hide her body. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like that's the last thing that you expect when you, like, go to try and put out a fire. Like, that's... Yeah. And then you find that. Like, that must be so... I don't know. That must be so traumatizing Mm -hmm. to, like... That you just think you're going to put out a fire in an apartment and then, like, you stumble upon, like, such a graphic murder scene. Yeah, because they actually didn't think anyone was in there. Yeah. Because it seemed empty. Yeah. Like, you don't think someone's, like... For example, like, under the couch. Exactly. Or something like yeah. that. Um, so they were able to put out the fire, like, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they realized that the fire was not accidental and was mm-hmm. instead used as a way to hide the murder of Teresita. Yeah. Um, she was just 47 years old at the time of her murder. And the apartment was a mess. Like, it was ransacked. Mm-hmm. Things were thrown everywhere. Dresses were empty. Like, cupboards were opened, Mm -hmm. and, like, they think that the person who killed her was one to do this because she was, like, a very clean person, Mm -hmm. and you can tell by, like, her surfaces, like, Mm -hmm. she, like, kept up 
well with mm-hmm. her apartment. And investigators were not sure if anything was missing. Right. Like, because it does look like a more of a robbery. Yeah. Or but, like a staged robbery, but right. they don't know. Because she's not alive to say. Because I feel like that happens in a lot of, like, um, I don't know, murder cases that I've read about is, like, the person tries to fake the house to be, like, a robbery. Mm-hmm. Like, they try and go in the house and, like, make it seem like, oh, it was somebody was robbing the house and then, like, they just found this person and killed them. But then they're able to kind of realize that that's not the case when, like, nothing's missing, you know? Like, the money's not missing or jewelry's not missing mm-hmm. or anything. So it would be interesting to, like, I wish we were able to know, like, how much was missing. Yeah, and then we, yeah. we will know oh, okay. something. But I, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I feel like when people rob their house, like, they're not looking to kill you, in, especially in that way, you know? Like, they're not going to, like, Yeah, isn't it, like, murder a you statistic? so graphically. Like, you know, like, I feel like that's, that's not what, like, home invaders do. Like, I think people who rob your house just want to get in and, like, steal your stuff and get out. Like, yeah. they're not looking to, like, come and murder you like ideally they want to go be there when nobody's home yeah, exactly. like, they don't want to see you you know they want to avoid people right. that's why they look for people that have like the same routine every day so right. they know when to go in because they don't want to encounter those people yeah yeah so like i said investigators were not sure if anything was missing because no one really knew what items she had to begin with like she lived alone mm-hmm. and like no one could really i identify but just by like looking at her apartment and say oh this is missing this is missing mm-hmm. they couldn't really do that um so there were two detectives on the case joe stachula and lee eplin they were both looking for clues um so like i said teresita was found under a mattress and she was fully naked and a pl- butcher knife plunged deep into her chest there were clothes um, her clothes were used to cover up her body mm-hmm. before, like, the mattress mm-hmm. was put over her body. Uh, and detectives, like I said, were thought this was a way to destroy physical evidence mm-hmm. that can help find the killer. Mm-hmm. And because she was found naked, investigators thought this was a sign of sexual assault. But after the autopsy, they discovered that there was no sign of sexual assault. And there was no apparent motive, and most of the evidence was unfortunately unfortunately destroyed by the fire. So it seems like uh, someone was trying to trick the detectives. Right, it almost, like, kind of lead them down the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was no apparent motive, mm-hmm. and most of the evidence was gone. Um, detectives were at, the, were at a dead end. She had no known enemies. And though she had been through a a rough patch with her boyfriend, he was quickly ruled out as a suspect. That's good. I'm glad, like, that they didn't kind of... Because usually, you know, it's like... Focus in on them, and then they, like... And then they kind of don't... They have tunnel vision, and they don't, like, even look at anybody else. Mm -hmm. And to go through, like, losing your girlfriend, and then also to be blamed for her murder would be so so difficult. Yeah. Because then it's like you lose somebody you love so much, and then your whole life is even more turned upside down because yeah, like they're focusing they in on you, you. So yeah. Um. So the only real clues were a note that Teresita had written, which read, "Get theater tickets for A S." So initials A S. Mm-hmm. 
and the details from the autopsy. So investigators wondered, like, who is AS? What does it stand for? Mm-hmm. And does it have anything to do with her murder? Mm-hmm. Um, and Teresita's body was later returned to the Philippines to be respectfully buried. That's nice. Yeah. So, like, where her family mm-hmm. was. Um, and the next five months were frustrating for detectives because the case uh, was, like, getting cold. Right. Like, getting to be, like, They cold, had no yeah. leads, yeah. They had and no leads. Uh, but just then, help came in for investigators Joe Stachula and Lee Eplin. They were given a rather odd tip by a married couple. They were desperate at this point, so they scheduled a meeting with them at Dr. Jose Chua and his wife, Remy's home. So Dr. Joe Chua, I think is how you say mm-hmm. it. A surgical assistant in another Chicago hospital told detectives that his wife, Remibius, she goes by Remy, mm-hmm. Chua was a respiratory technician at the same hospital where Teresita was at the Edge Water Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Chua seemed hesitant to tell detectives what he knew, but he asked detectives if they were superstitious or believed in the paranormal and the afterlife. They assured him that whatever, like, it was, like, mm-hmm. they were open to it. Like, right. I mean, at this point, like, they kind of have to take anything. Like, I'm sure if they had more physical evidence leads, they would be like, mm, I mean, we'll listen to you, but we're not really going to listen to you. But, I mean, at this point, I feel like whatever helps, helps, you know? And I feel like in a lot of cases, people, like, the police do go down those, like, weird routes when mm-hmm. they have no other options, like the psychics and they like listen to they like hire people they bring people in like Mm -hmm. that just i don't know i mean sometimes sometimes that helps they're close but like sometimes they're way (laughs) off but it's just like you know at this point i feel like they're kind of grasping at straws and they're kind of like oh i mean we just gotta do what we gotta do like yeah whatever helps helps yeah so they met and I already said that, but oh, he was getting ready to tell them what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Chua then proceeded to tell detectives that his wife for the last few months had been possessed by the spirit of Teresita Basa. Oh my god. Yeah, and it all started when Remy told detectives that she was taking a nap in the nurse's lounge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They just get to take like little naps. Yeah. I'm sure, like, they need it with, like, their long hours. But when she woke up from her nap, she saw someone standing in front of her. And this was clearly Teresita. So this was after she'd passed. And she was able to recognize her because she had worked with her. Yeah. Okay. So she knew her. Yeah. Um, Remy was frightened and quickly ran out of the room. A few weeks later, after that incident, Dr. Jose Chua was at home and his wife, Remy, was in the bedroom, fast asleep. Then suddenly, he heard his wife scream, and Dr. Chua ran to the bedroom and saw Remy was asleep, but she was sleep-talking. And she didn't sound like herself. She mm-hmm. had, like, an accent. Okay. The voice told him that she is Teresita Basa and that she needed his help. So, like... She's, like, talking ah, to him. That's so creepy. And but it's like, I know it wasn't my wife because, right. it, like, she sounded different. Right. That's so creepy. I mean, but if it helps solve her murder, like, I'm, 
I'm glad, but that is like, so yeah. scary. <laughs> that is really scary. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please, nobody sleep talk to me. Oh, my God. That's I get really scared scary. by those things. Me too. I, I had get... a roommate that was like a big sleep talker. I don't get scared by, like, sleep talking in itself, but, like, that I would be scared by. Oh, yeah. That kind of sleep talking yeah. I'd be scared by. So... She didn't sound like herself, and then she said she was Teresita Basa and that she needed his help. Dr. Chua responded and asked what she wanted. And then she said a man had entered her apartment and killed her. She pleaded with Dr. Chua to go to the police. Mm-hmm. And then Remy suddenly woke up, and she did not remember any of this or, like, what had happened. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Chua, like, told her everything. And the couple discussed, and they were both scared and really confused, mm-hmm. but they did nothing about it, because they had no evidence. They're like, right. like, we can't just go to the police and, and say, a man killed her. Yeah. She told us to find her yeah. murder. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, I feel like normal people would be like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, you're insane. But Like, even if they were desperate, if they just said yeah. this. There, but like okay no yeah and they would not listen to them no, anymore no um so yeah they didn't want to sound crazy and weeks later the same thing happened again like and this like kept happening but yeah. this time Remy was possessed in the voice of Teresita conf- confronting Dr. Chua and asking, why haven't you gone to the police? Bruh, imagine like you 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 in all your spirit like you're your spirits in the afterworld, you have to, like, muster up all the strength <laughs> in, like, the afterlife world to go tell this man, like, like help, me. help me. And then he does nothing. <laughs> like, imagine you, you're just, like, floating around as a spirit, and you're like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I told you like to I go. I had my one and only chance. <laughs> like, this is, like, the only thing that I did. Like, this is the only thing I can do. Like, I can't. I don't have the strength to tell you another time. Like, yeah. he just sits there and does nothing, bro. I would be so mad. Like... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's also just so amazing how they describe this and they have like whole conversations. Yeah. Like if that was my wife, I'd run away. I'd be I know. sorry. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> like, She's probably about to start no, crawling at the today. ceiling or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he's brave for just having a whole conversation. And said, he responded and said he had no proof to back up her claim. <laughs> and this time, Teresita named her killer. She said it was Alan Showery. Initials A.S. Oh, So wow. the same initials. Yeah. Uh, and Showery worked as an orderly. So this is an assistant to nurses. Uh-huh. I had to look up all these positions. Terms. that I, Yeah. yeah. not heard of before. At the same hospital where... Teresita and Remy worked. So, so they Remy. all worked together. Oh, wow. And Teresita revealed that Shauri came to her apartment to help her fix her television set. She said that shortly after arriving, Shauri choked her from behind, stabbed her with a knife, and attempted to burn her body. He even stole some of her jewelry before leaving the scene of the crime. She even went as far as telling him that showery gave her jewelry to his girlfriend oh wow the jewelry was easily identifiable and teresita's father had bought this jewelry for she didn't say all this this part of 
where it was from. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this jewelry, so Tarsita She was like, she was telling him a long story. She's like, all right, and let me just sit you down. Like, we just got to go back into my background. Like, when I was a young girl, like, my father, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm telling you, bring some coffee I can't have coffee, but I can have some, I don't know what they drink in the afterlife, but she's... <laughs> so, Teresita's father had bought the jewelry for um, Teresita's mother. It was a gift from France, which she then gave to Teresita. Mm-hmm. So, there were family members who were all aware of the jewelry. Right. They knew what it looked like, and they gave... And Teresita, sorry, Remy gave very precise information, information, <laughs> okay, I can't talk, but so basically, Remy, being Teresita, Six, yeah, speaking as her, <laughs> yeah, gave precise information on the names and contact information of the family members who would be able to identify those pieces, right, and... So Remy also offered the information that's not publicly available, said that Teresita's sexual assault had been staged. Mm-hmm. So, like, she somehow knew about right. that. Right, because obviously the police aren't going to, like, release that, like, yeah. in a, to be public, like, to be published in, like, the media or mm-hmm. anything. Right. She probably used up all her last drops of energy. She's like, bro, you better not just sit there and do nothing again. Like, Yeah, so this time... They did do something oh, about good. it. <laughs> Jose and Remy were convinced enough now that they have um, this information, they have more evidence to present to the authorities. So initially the detectives were skeptical skeptical about the information, so they did a background check on Alan Showery, and they found that he actually lived really close to Teresita, and coworkers confirmed that he was planning to go to her apartment that night. Mm-hmm. Um, to repair her television, so they de- they decided to interrogate Shari. So detectives paid a visit to his house unannounced and told him they were doing an investigation on Teresita Basa's case and if he would be kind enough to come with them for questioning. So he agreed. Mm-hmm. And Alan Shari um, was 32 at the time. And he was often hired by Teresita to perform, like, small jobs around the the Mm -hmm. house for her, for which she paid him pretty generously, Mm -hmm. since he had money problems. Oh, okay. So, like, she was so kind, like, like, to be doing this. Because, I don't know, like, I feel like it takes a special kind of person, because that means she knew that he had issues just from being a co-worker, you know? Like... So I'm sure he had opened up to her before, like, or I'm sure that she had asked him about, like, had had those, like, conversations with him before. Like, that just shows, like, a really good person. Like, she actually cares about the lives of her coworkers, you know? She doesn't just, like, go to work, come and work, and come home and not really care about, like, the people that she sees throughout the day, you know? Yeah. Like, she obviously cares, and then that weighs on her throughout the day, and she, like, when she needs something fixed, she doesn't call somebody... Yeah, because she could Professional that could just do it just do that. really quickly, and she could just, you know, probably get out of the way a little mm-hmm. bit faster and a little bit cheaper. But, like, I don't know. That's so special that she thinks of somebody that she knows is struggling, mm-hmm. and she's like, this is how I can help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, here she is doing all of this for him. And under questioning, Showerly originally denied, like, ever even being at her house that day. Mm-hmm. 
and he even offered his girlfriend as a witness to his whereabouts that Mm -hmm. day. But then he quickly changed his story when he realized that there were other witnesses Mm -hmm. um, to his plans for that evening, like his coworkers. Right, they they somehow knew that he was going to go and like fix her TV that day. Like you are so dumb. That was dumb. Like, did you not forget? Yeah. Also, like I don't know. That just it just like in something like that where it's like you know you probably told somebody or she probably told somebody like the fact that you say you're not there immediately makes you look suspicious. You yeah, know? why are you just, lying about it? Just say that you were there, but like you have no idea what happened. Yeah. You know, like if you say you're not there, then immediately you're gonna look yeah, guilty really because <laughs> you were there and people saw that. Yeah. And then, so he eventually changed his story and said that he was there at Denisita's apartment that night to help her with her television set that didn't have the right tools. So he told her that he would come back um, another time, mm-hmm. and he headed home that day. And then that was, like, the oh, last of it. Yeah. So while Showery was being investigated by Detective Stachula, Detective Eplin was with his girlfriend at their home being questioned as well. And Detective Eplin asked if Showery had given her any jewelry lately, and the girlfriend said yes. So she said that Showery gave her two items in the past few months as kind of like a late christmas gift Mm -hmm. and this was during february that's a really late christmas present yeah like i guess it's like because they're struggling with money like he could pull it off like i'd be mad yeah i'd be like don't even bother you can make me like a homemade gift yeah just give me a nice car you can go to trader joe's and get me flowers i would like those i would like trader joe's flowers yeah as long as it's like a timely christmas gift right like i don't think february is a christmas gift anymore yeah that's a thing that's as i say thanksgiving that's valentine's day (laughs) not christmas exactly i thought you were gonna say that the detective was with his own girlfriend and his own girlfriend was gonna get possessed (laughs) okay no one else gets possessed in this story like i thought you were gonna say like the detective went home and was like was like talking with his own girlfriend Okay, I guess it it is a little confusing. How I said it. No, no, no. You were good. I just was being dumb, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." <laughs> everyone's possessed this whole time. <laughs> no, but so this is Alan Showery's girlfriend. Um, so Detective Eplin asked his girlfriend Yanka Kamluk if she didn't mind coming with him for further questioning and to bring in the jewelry that she had received. Mm-hmm. And so she agreed, and Yanka said that she had received the jewelry from Alan, like she said, as a Christmas present, and this was a jade pendant and a pearl cocktail ring. Mm-hmm. She also agreed to let Teresita's family and friends inspect the jewelry that Shuri had given her upon, and upon seeing the family knew that this was Teresita's <sighs> jewelry. It was a pearl cocktail ring and that was being worn by Alan Shari's girlfriend that day mm-hmm. and a jade pendant inside a jewelry box. 
So she was actually wearing like this ring to investigation. Oh my god. I'm like, that is so creepy. Yeah. Although, like she I probably mean, had no idea. It seems like she doesn't know yeah. because I feel like if she knew, then she would have been like, no, like he hasn't given me any jewelry. He's broke. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, no, he couldn't even buy me a Christmas present. That fucker. And I'm glad <laughs> she wasn't like trying to cover it up. No, that's good. Yeah. I mean, she probably thought that he had nothing to do with it, you know? That's true. But. I mean, maybe she did. But also when he said, oh, you can talk to my girlfriend about my whereabouts. Oh, yeah. I'm like, was she going to lie for him Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But also it's, like, so dumb if you, like, stole this jewelry, like, this very specific jewelry from the person that you murdered and gave it to your girlfriend that's going to wear it out and about. I mean, maybe he didn't know it was, like, like, so sentimental or so specific, you know? But still. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And if you're broke, like, go, I guess if you go to a pawn shop, they would know more, it's most, more likely that they would know. I don't, I mean, they would know it's probably real, but, like, they, I don't think they really care about that kind of stuff. You don't think they know that it's stolen, or, like, the police. I mean, I'm sure that they, I'm sure that they would know it's stolen, but, like, I don't think, like, in some places, I feel like they wouldn't care, like, they would just take it, you know? Yeah. That's true. And the police weren't looking for it until after. Yeah, but he didn't know that. Teresita had already come back and, first of all, told this man, <laughs> go it, it, tell the police about my death. And then he did not do anything. He was just like, oh, okay, well, that was a weird coincidence. <laughs> like, let me just go have dinner with my wife for the next four weeks and do nothing until... And then she comes back and she's like, bro, are you kidding me? Did like, you not hear me the first time? So... So, confronted with all of this evidence, Shori suddenly made a full confession. So, he confessed to everything. He said he did go into Teresita Bas's apartment that night to help her fix her television set, but he didn't have the tools, mm-hmm. and he told her he would be back with his toolbox, and he did go back to get his toolbox. He was broke and desperate for money. And then he formulated a plan to rob and murder Teresita during the time, like, when he went to go get the toolbox. Oh. Like, so it wasn't, like, he's saying it wasn't premeditated. Wasn't, since, like, like, wasn't, like, like before something then. he had been planning yeah. for a while, a while, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Alan returned to the apartment, and Teresita let him in, but when she turned her back to him to lock the door... That's when he placed a chokehold on her, dragged her body to the living room, held the choke so tight until she stopped screaming, and then she eventually passed out. And then this is when he stabbed her with a butcher's knife. And to confuse investigators, he stripped Teresita very close to make mm-hmm. it look like like a rape mm-hmm. or a robbery scene. Mm-hmm. And then he went straight to Teresita's room Grabbed whatever possessions she had of value. Mm-hmm. So this is when he found the jewelry. Um, he carried out the mattress from her bed and placed it on top of her and then set it on fire. And But this like, all his efforts yeah. to get money, right? Because this is why he's doing it. I'm sure you could figure out another way to get money. Like... It's not even like she was super rich, right. you know? She's, I guess, comfortable. Like, She's more rich in the Philippines. Why are you choosing her? 
Yeah. To go rob and get money from. She's literally your friend who is giving you jobs. Right. Like, Like, paying you. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe that's why he thought that she had a lot of money. Like, maybe he thought that that. she had more money than she did, but... Like, this is why I'm never going to do a good deed for for anybody. Like, (laughs) none of my coworkers are getting any... You're not helping me around the house Yeah, don't let anyone come in here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you're, if you're listening to this, you're not allowed in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't believe that. It's just, yeah, like, he took advantage of her and then did this. But, yeah, so, like I said, he his efforts mm-hmm. did not lead to a big, big reward because she didn't really keep cash on her. Like, right. I think, like, the total cash he found in one source said it was, like, $30. Yeah, that's... So he got $30 and then the two jewelry pieces that he gave to his and girlfriend. He, and I'm like, I, so yeah. all you got was actually like $30. $30, that's probably what she was going to pay you anyway, like, yeah. for fixing the television, like... That is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, like, the fact that... And also, it's fucked up that that's a fact that you... Like, your first thought wouldn't be like, oh, let me ask for, like, a loan from her. Or let me ask to borrow money yeah. from her. Like, if you're that close with her that you think she has a lot of money, then be like, oh, I'm in a really tight place right now. Like, can I borrow some money, please? Like, she seems like such a kind person that right. would give him a loan. If she could, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe she couldn't. But, like, I mean, it sounds like she wanted to help him out. Like, she was being intentional about asking him to do these things. Like, why is it your... How I just do not understand how your mind makes the connections between like I need money and like let me murder this person. Yeah, you I don't know? know what he's thinking. Like I feel like there's a lot of things you can do to make extra money mm-hmm. around wherever. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So the case went to court, and there were charges of fraud on the part of the Chua's like couple. Mm-hmm. With a suggestion that Remy and Shauri hated each other Mm -hmm. and that that was the real motive behind this, like, quote, ghost. Right. And also Shauri's confession had been forced. Mm -hmm. But ultimately it was decided that however Remy had come to this information wasn't really relevant to them. What was relevant was the evidence. Right. Like, showing that. Because it was... Shori was the one. It was true. Like, I mean, maybe it was forced out of him, but, like, his girlfriend did have the jewelry, and it did belong to Teresita, so, like, like, obviously he had something to do with mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, I mean, it might have been coerced out of him, but, like, obviously it was, it was, he it. still did it, so, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I guess, like, with the jewelry pieces... Mm-hmm. This is the only way that they're able to actually, um, like, arrest him. Right. And convict him, because that's the really only mm-hmm. ev- evidence that they, they have. Yeah. So, he was trying to charge them for fraud, but later it was decided, like, yeah, this wasn't relevant. And he was charged and tried for Teresita's murder. Despite originally confessing his crimes to detectives, he pleaded not guilty. I feel like a lot of people do that. Yeah. Like, because I, I don't know. I think did there's, it. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, they there's think a chance they can that I yeah. can get off. Because I think if you plead guilty, the, just the judge 
you don't go before a jury. Like, if you plead guilty, just the judge is like, oh, I'm going to decide how many years you get. Like, I'm going to decide whatever the punishment should be. But then if you plead not guilty, then you go before a jury, and then the jury decides, first of all, if you're guilty or not. And I think they have a say on the punishment. Like, because the jury can, like, like for the death penalty, like, you have to be, like, everybody in the jury has to vote for the death penalty for it to be instated. So then I think, like, the jury does have some influence over whatever your penalty for your crime is. So I feel like a lot of people just have a big head and are like, oh, I can get out of this. Like, I can charm the jury. Like, they, you know, like, I'll get nothing on this instead of being like, oh. And I think that's what he was thinking because also just the way the information is gathered, maybe he thought, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure he has a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then the trial ended in a hung jury. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Shori would get away with murder. Mm-hmm. But while he waited in prison for a retrial, he had a change of heart and actually pleaded guilty mm. because and because of this, the case was almost declared a mistrial just because he, like, switched. Right. But um, while people think he did this for a sentence reduction because mm-hmm. he probably realized like oh mm-hmm. and then get convicted yeah so this would get him less time yeah i think you usually do get less time if you plead guilty yeah but well, other people thought that teresita's ghost had visited <laughs> him in prison <laughs> she came she back was, one more she time was, <laughs> <laughs> She yeah, presented him and she's like, we gotta rest. get up. We are getting up out of this bed. <laughs> yeah. She so, went, she scared him straight. Yeah, that's what they believe. That so would be pretty cool. I am on her side. I think ghosts are real. Yeah. and uh, Also, I believe that doctor, because like, how would they know that? Like, without, without her saying that. Yeah. Like, she knew so many like random things. There are some theories that yeah. I'll, like, say of what, like, could have happened. Yeah. But also, like, their culture, um, the, the Philippines, uh-huh. they do believe in, in a lot of, like, this stuff. Like, goats and, and, like, yeah. goats. Go- goats. <laughs> I said goats. <laughs> they believe in goats. It's probably like a good being a thing to believe in. <laughs> and spirits, and, like, you said that. And... Life. Ghost goats. <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> so I think this is why it's like a big part of this case as right. well. Because the Chua's are also from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So after he said that he was guilty, um, he ended up being sentenced to 14 years That's for her so murder. so short. Yeah, I'm like, 14? That's crazy. Like, why so little? But yeah. and then he he ended up serving only about five. And then he got parole. Yeah. Oh. Then he was released. That is nothing. Like he just got to That's walk nothing. Free. That's crazy. Yeah. Only five years. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. That's crazy. Yep. Did he do anything else after? No. No. Not that I know of. Yeah. Oh, well, that's because she scared him. Yeah. The ghost. 
Hey, you better be in your best behavior. I'm See, I hope she's scaring him every <laughs> night of his living life. Is he still alive or no? Probably not, right? Probably not. I honestly did not look. I probably, I don't like, think I don't so. want to know about his whereabouts. He's probably like, he lives next door. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably like, no, because he was born in, he was probably like her age, right? He's probably born in yeah. like 1930. He was actually 10 years younger than her. So he's like born in 1940. Oh, yeah, that's... So, I don't... So, he would be 80. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) We'll look it up after. Yeah. Um, It's strange, though, because Teresita Basa is not the only woman to have solved her own murder. Mm -hmm. Actually, in 1897, um, Zona Hessler-Shu died suddenly. She is young, beautiful, and newly married. And no one suspected the tragic figure of her grief-stricken young husband of having a role in her death. And so she murdered... Sorry, so the murderer young woman took matters into her own hands. She appeared in the nights to her mother, much as Teresita originally Mm -hmm. had with Remy in the hospital lounge. Mm -hmm. And then Teresita did not have any connections to Remy. However... Perhaps why she appeared to her was because she seemed more of like a logical choice. Mm-hmm. People thought because they're both they both came to America from the Philippines mm-hmm. and they came to work as respiratory therapists. Mm-hmm. They both spoke Tagalog and English. So they she probably felt some connection to her in some way, you know, like yeah. maybe it wasn't like a blood relative connection but i'm sure with that kind of thing it's like you see them almost as your family because you have so much of the same background and i don't know it's like you found family kind of thing that you go through when like you come and you immigrate to another Mm -hmm. country without a lot of your own family there like you look for people that have similarities to you i think yeah and some sources said that when like remy was possessed that she was speaking tagalog oh okay like their right. home language. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both connected to Alan Showery through mm-hmm. their work. Perhaps Remy was a little more spiritual spiritually sensitive mm-hmm. to the other side than her other coworkers, which right. is why like she wouldn't go to them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think some people are more in tune with like mm-hmm. the other side, you know? Like I do believe that some psychics are real, like or some people like like that are real because yeah. I don't know you hear Long those Island medium. Um, I don't think the Long Island medium is real. Darn. No hate, but I don't think she's real. My childhood was a lie. Um, but like I think some people are real, and I think that's you know, like I feel like in throughout all of history, you hear of cultures where people are kind of in those places of spiritual power. Like, yeah. in almost every single culture, like, throughout history, there's people who are, like, shamans or oracles or, like, these people that are connected to the other side somehow. And, and I just feel like, well, that has to hold some truth in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that has to hold... Yeah. So, like, if it's, like, happened in every single culture, like, I think there's something there. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I think a lot of people... Like, experience. yeah, experience some sort of yeah spiritual connection, spiritual, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, 
I just want to say that I hope I am not like the chosen one. one. (laughs) Please do not come in my sleep. I cannot handle that. Well, I mean, maybe they wouldn't come to you. Maybe they would possess me. me. But you wouldn't remember it. So you want me to be possessed, but then you hear it? No. I the don't. Another way? No, I don't. Yes. Want to. I just don't want it anyway. Please choose someone else. I'm going to be like the couple and say, that was weird. <laughs> Not doing anything they're all on the other side. They're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, um, or maybe Teresita reached out to another woman who also feared the man who killed her. Mm-hmm. So, they're saying, like, Remy maybe feared him. And right. I mean, he was probably pretty creepy. Like, I like I don't know how... I mean, I don't know. Some people are, like, sociopaths or whatever and can seem completely normal yeah. until they, like, kill you, so maybe not. But, but yeah, so some sources said that he was, like, her boss, Remy's mm-hmm. boss, and that she'd been... Oh, I'm actually going to talk about it next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Um, but that she was fired. Uh-huh. And that that's why, like, she started to say these things. Oh, Yeah. So it was like in in repercussion of her being fired, she blamed him for her murder? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean she ends up being right, so like yeah. what are the chances that she gets fired by this person and then <laughs> she's right, like she accuses them and imagine if I got fired and I was like, You also you killed somebody. Like yeah, I don't think like, a normal person does that. Yeah, that's just Weird, I don't know. It's too much of a coincidence that she got it right, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe if she, like, accused them and then they had no evidence and they weren't able to convict him, then. I feel like I would maybe be like, hmm, oh, okay. But like, he did it, so it doesn't matter. Right, like, I'm, I, I, both can, things can be true. Yeah. She could have been fired and be mad at him, and maybe that's why Teresita was like, and he fired you? Like, <laughs> bitch, like, we're going to town on this guy. Like, you know, maybe, you yeah. don't know. Women support women. Exactly. <laughs> Even for the afterlife. Exactly. She was a homegirl to her <laughs> friends. She didn't let anything slide. Yeah, so this was just one of the most bizarre murder cases in Chicago's history. But then some people wonder, like, was it really her ghost? So this hit newspapers across the U.S. as mm-hmm. a case where a ghost solved her own murder. And to this day, Remy maintains that she was possessed by the woman's spirit. And detectives also insist on supporting the claim. Like, so they actually, like, believe it too. Because they have no other explanation for what happened. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like, they don't know how else it could have happened. How would she know all of this? Yeah. And the case was, like, featured on a lot of unsolved Mm -hmm. mysteries. Like, Beyond Belief. Mm -hmm. Like, books, House of Horror. And it inspired a TV film voice from the grave. Mm-hmm. And despite Remy's ins- insistence of paranormal involvement, there are many people who are non-paranormal who just don't believe it, don't buy it. They think that Remy worked at the Edgewater Hospital with Teresita and Shori, and it turned out that the work resulted in her losing her job, like I said. Mm-hmm. And Teresita's dream visitations um, began shortly after Remy got fired. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what a coincidence. Right. Uh, but regardless, like, it was still true. Like, yeah. it keeps saying, like, doesn't matter how exactly. she came to it. Maybe she didn't want to say that. 
she somehow knew or like overheard or that he admitted to this crime at work. Yeah. That's like, what other people think. Right, that he was, like, telling somebody else. Like, but the... who is this other person? Yeah, then? like, who is he admitting it to? Like, is he just on the phone, like, on his break? Yeah. Like, on like, his coffee he... break? Like, and by the way, like, and like, I also killed somebody. Details. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean... And it's like, why wouldn't you... I Like, why wouldn't... Because she wanted to... She was involved anyway. Like, no matter how she said she had found out these Mm -hmm. details like she was involved in some way you know so it's like I mean yeah maybe I feel like you would definitely be scared to come forward to the police and even it's like maybe if you found like a written confession note or something or like his journal I don't know like his journal or overheard him talking like yeah that's definitely scary I get it to go to the police and be like oh like and also I heard this guy talking about it and I think he had something to do with it like I get it but it's like she still went to the police though yeah like I mean, I'm sure it was scary, but she still went to the police. Like, I, like, I mean, you know, not wanting to come forward, she still came forward, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Not yeah. wanting to say how she knew it, I feel like she still had to do the hard part and go tell exactly. them everything that she knew, so. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I believe in Teresita. It. She's, she's my homegirl. She's just such a badass. Like, literally, her friend got fired, and she's like, okay, let's go we're d- let's ride like this is like my this that is- just fueled her exactly for the energy she was to come able- back yeah <laughs> exactly so I she was going into the light she's like wait a damn minute like i am what do not- you mean they didn't get my murder <laughs> wait a damn minute and remy got fired hell no <laughs> yeah she turned around yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of it the other side, what, what they think, too. Yeah. But I'm like, wouldn't there be more people in on this, then, that would come forward and yeah. say, yeah, he told me this, or I heard this. Right. Like, why would it just be Remy, like, unless he just that's told her very, directly? Right, and that's a very strange person, too. Yeah, d- by the sounds of it, doesn't seem like they were super close. No. They just had, like, Unless he had, like, threatened her or something, you know, like... Or it's like maybe she overheard something and that's why he fired her. Yeah. Because she overheard maybe. something. But I'm like, but that are you dumb? Like that just gives her more of a reason to go Go and tell and tell somebody if you fi- then you have no power over her job. You have nothing, like Well, whatever it was, we support you, Remy. Thanks yes. for and Teresita. speaking. <laughs> Teresita's truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're all partying together at Wherever they are. Yeah. But that is the story of Didacita and how she solved her own murder. Can you believe that? Like, she's literally such, like, she's literally (laughs) such a slave. Like, she's like slave to house down boots, mama. Like, that is just really, she's the original slave. That was pretty cool. That was pretty trippy. Yeah. That was pretty neat. Yeah, it's like kind of different than what we've been doing. Very different. That was really cool. I like paranormal stuff, though. I mean, it kind of terrifies me on one hand, but on the other, I think it's really cool. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Just, it doesn't have to happen to me. You know? Please, no. <laughs> I think my old room at my old house was haunted, though. Your I swear. old house? Yeah. Mm, why? I don't know. I just... You had the feeling? I just had the feeling. Sometimes you just have, like, that feeling, like, you feel, like, more energy yes. present. Yes. Like, that I feel like I can feel. Yeah. 
Like, here, I don't feel that. No. Well, because I think this place was built in, like, 2018. Like, who was here before us? <laughs> we were the first. Like, lizards? <laughs> who knows, like, some like, lizard ghosts. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. But. But I have felt in, like, previous homes where it's just, yeah. like, dark and eerie. Yeah. Vibes. And it wasn't even scary. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there was, like, something, something else. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even scary. It wasn't even malicious. It was just weird. But yeah, but I'm like, I don't feel it here, and then I don't feel it at my new house, you know? Mm. Like, I never get that feeling at my new house, or here. Yeah. So, except after I did not watch the trailer to Barbarian, but I heard the trailer to Barbarian, (laughs) and then I heard that scuttling thing. (laughs) Then I had to sleep with the lights on. We have to watch it. No way. I thought you said you love paranormal stuff. Yeah, but I don't like to watch paranormal (laughs) things. And that's not even paranormal. Don't tell me what happens. That's what it's you, Okay, I found out that Nina <laughs> looks up every movie ending. Can you believe that? What I read of psychopath it, I read it on that? Wikipedia. I read the plot line. She Wikipedia. just looks up every movie. We were watching Don't Worry, Darling. Like, it was her first time watching it. She's like, I already know what happens at the end. I was like, how do you know? She just well, looked it up. Because I see these things on TikTok. Like, I see edits or whatever, you know, people make it. I'm like, mm, I probably won't watch that movie. And then I just... I think you do watch it. Yeah. No, but I'm never watching Barbarian. Cause, but you already know what happens? Yeah, I know the whole thing. Okay. And it's actually, I don't think it's that scary. Oh. But you just still don't watch it? But I don't really, I really can't get past that scuttling thing. <laughs> I just We're can't. We're gonna make you watch it. I just can't. No. I'm never being I'm influenced. I'm gonna tell it because it sounds like really good at convincing. You can, <laughs> you can go watch that by yourself. I wouldn't watch it by myself. Well, then you can go watch it by yourself, the three of you, because Jennifer won't watch it either. That's true, but yeah. So just she, you she three can. With us. <laughs> All right. But anyway, that's enough ranting on. Yeah. We probably have one person who made it to this this far. <laughs> probably one of my students. So. <laughs> Hi. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's fine. So I guess the advice for today, I'm going to give a um, do advice. Do be like Teresita. Yes. And like Remy. That's what you do Remy. be like. Both queens. Yeah. Don't be like Alan. Shory. Yeah. yeah. If that wasn't obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Do be like his girlfriend, I think. And if you are going to rob somebody, which you probably shouldn't, but if you are going to rob somebody maybe make sure they have more than $30 because why are you going to go rob somebody for $30? Yeah. You know? Like, you are going to non-violently rob somebody, which we're not promoting that Just don't do that. Just Just don't. don't. But. If you do. (laughs) Just, you should probably make sure it's not for, like, literally zero money at all. Yeah. Yeah. And not your friends Because that's pretty dumb. Like, why are you going to robbing your friends? And not your coworkers either. Yeah. Not that That's what now I mean. all of their chances are gone at coming over here. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> who's coming over here? Oh, <laughs> our friends. Our many friends that we have. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's we, enough. we have to go to sleep. We're <laughs> delirious. All right. Well, we will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.